And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, and today I'm talking with Pastor Nathan Carter of Emmanuel Baptist Church here in Chicago. And we're talking about a zoning lawsuit, which is a struggle to establish its church, and the friendly quote-unquote lawsuit that it's filed against the city of Chicago with regard to the church's requirements for parking. I'm an attorney and a partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. We do everything from zoning to estate planning, not-for-profit administration to religious freedom. You can find out more about us by going to our website at maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on the developments about faith and the law. And speaking about faith and the law, today we're going to be talking about a church that sued the city of Chicago. Uh, Pastor Carter, um, give us a little bit of background about the church, about where you're located, and what happened that you actually determined to, to sue the city of Chicago. Thanks for having me on, Rich. Um, it's been uh, a pleasure working with you over the last almost a year now. Yeah. So. Uh, I have been at this church for 13 years. I grew up in north-central Indiana. God uh, took me from the cornfields to the western suburbs. I went to Wheaton College. Then I lived in Evanston for uh, a few years while my wife was at grad school there and then came to this church in the city in 2004. When I came, the church was meeting in uh, a neighborhood on the north side called Lincoln Park, and we were renting uh, afternoon time from another church. And uh, But nobody lived there. People were spread all over Chicagoland and commuted to this place. So in 2005, we basically replanted that, that church, about 30 people, uh, with a specific neighborhood vision to, to, to come into what we call the UIC area, which is kind of a cluster of neighborhoods around the University of Illinois at Chicago, right next to downtown. So we've been plugging away at that since 2005, renting uh, spaces on Sunday morning, until it gets sold out from underneath us, or we outgrew it. Um, and we've been in our current location since 2011. So it sounds like you've been wandering nomads, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, many small churches are like that. Yeah. The neighborhood you're in, what is the neighborhood you've finally located in now? <clears throat> well, if you take the what we call the UIC area and draw an X through it, our current you know, location is right at the epicenter of that. Immediate surroundings are the old ABLA homes, government project housing, that's been large part dismantled, and there's some empty lots that are awaiting uh, redevelopment. Um, But if you just go two blocks north, you're in Little Italy, um, Taylor Street, a strip of, you know, tree-lined streets and nice restaurants and stuff like that. If you go uh, two blocks south, you're in Pilsen, which is... uh, a dynamic neighborhood that has a history of Mexican-American heritage. It's also has an art scene, and it's kind of a hot place right now. So if I were to go to your lawsuit and look at the exhibits, I would see a Google map, yes. uh, which has the location of your church. And if I remember, 
It's almost all vacant lots all around it now. It all, is. all the city has been leveled in that area, and it's it's uh, uh, quite a a place for development, isn't it? Right. <clears throat> development with lots of strings attached. Um, certain, you know, when they tear down public housing, there's federal regulations about what has to come back. So that it's going to be a highly dense um, redevelopment that has um, market rate units as well as very low income units together. That plan has been on the table for over a decade and very little has happened. Um, we still hope that something like that will happen. Um, we don't know when. Recently, this summer, the city just unveiled plans to do a massive um, sports and recreation facility right next to us, So, which is good for us because the redevelopment that's going to happen immediately surrounding us isn't going to be uh, high-rise residential that takes up lots of parking. It's going to be soccer fields and such. So what I'm hearing is you're finding that this little church, and, and basically now you're renting a uh, less than 4,000 square foot um, storefront, basically, church. Uh-huh. That's become sort of the epicenter for all of this development, and your your zoning issues are caught right in the middle of the city of Chicago's plans for development. Is, yeah, that, is that correct? We're right in the thick of it, and it's uh, it's an exciting place. I mean, you've got the students. You have the largest university in Chicagoland right there. Um, you have the medical district. Um, you know, a few – two blocks or three blocks away from where we meet is where Chicago Fire is filmed. You have uh, Italians. You have Mexicans. You have uh, just ethnic diversity, economic diversity, and it's just a really exciting place. And we want to be plopped down right in the middle of it and be there preaching the gospel. Uh, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of the law firm of Malk and Baker. Today we're talking with Pastor Nathan Carter from Emmanuel Baptist Church in Chicago. So how did you end up then in a lawsuit? Yeah. Well, we've been um, preaching, you know, permanence and neighborhood focus for a while, and God slowly has grown our church. And I never, ever thought I would purchase property, do fundraising. You know, I just want to preach the Bible and do stuff, right? Sure. Um, <clears throat> but you eat your words in ministry so many times in, in life, but... Um, in the, you know, starting in probably three years ago, we started to say, Hey, we're having some budget surplus. We're saving money. What do we do? Do we go to more staff or do we try to square away facilities? Um, because as this neighborhood is changing, facilities are getting more and more expensive. Uh, right now we have a place that's been affordable for us. That's a 24 seven, two other churches meet in our space. We want to maximize it for kingdom use. So there's a Saturday evening church plant. There's a Sunday uh, afternoon church that meets there, and we want to uh, to, to be able to lock in uh, and not be pushed out. I love the idea that that you're not just trying to establish your own turf, but you're you're allowing your space for oh, yeah. other other churches. That's a marvelous thing, right? I mean, we're you throw a stone in in four directions, you you hit seventy five thousand people, right? Right. So that needs more than just us. That sure does. All right, so so here you're wanting to to. Uh, Become more established, yeah. uh, permanent residents. You've been a wandering nomad for many, many years. Right. Uh, what's the problem? Right. So, um, so we finally land on trying to negotiate to buy the place we've been in. We look at tons of other places. There's a crumbling church uh, not too far away that would have cost way too much to, f- to fix up, which is sad, very sad that that happens. Um, this seemed like the, the best spot for us. We had been developing a good relationship with our alderman 
he's he's been very supportive throughout. We tried to, you know, do our due diligence. We talked to them to, to, to see if they support it, if we're allowed there. We are an allowed use there. We had been told uh, by people in City Hall that we were, because we'd been in pre-existing use there as a church, that we were would be fine uh, with parking. So we moved forward. We had um, financing all lined up. We had a closing date set for the end of June 2016. Uh, we were all ready uh, to move forward into that next phase of buying the place, fixing it up. And our lender, uh, at the last minute, just wanted to call our contact at City Hall and get verbal confirmation over the phone that everything was fine. You're talking uh, everything zoning. from a zoning perspective, zoning. Yeah. from the city. Yeah, from the city. And that person was out of the country. It got kicked up to somebody above them who said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. A church there, um, everything got looked at. We ha- They said, we can't tell you that over the phone. You have to uh, send us some money and a written request and wait 30 days. So we did that. And we're, we're just kind of waiting, praying, delaying, uh, closing. And at the end of 30 days, we're told that uh, we have to provide off-street parking, which we've never had there, um, and at the ratio of one off-street parking spot for every eight seats, which is what the Chicago Zoning Ordinance requires for religious assemblies. That is for those who um, aren't grandfathered in under previous zoning. I think that's where I came in initially. And, and that's where I, I reached out to other pastors with more experience in the city, and they all said, have you talked to Malcolm Baker? And that's where – Well, we then you and I talked, we talked, and then we tried to work with the city on this, didn't we? We did. And what, what things did you try to do for the city in regard to that? Um, we, uh, first off, <clears throat> tried to comply, said, okay, that's not necessarily what we wanted to do, but all right, we'll do that. There's a, a parking lot, um, directly adjacent to our, our facility that we actually worked out a lease with. And because it was owned by the Chicago housing authority, it, uh, had a lot of strings attached to it. They weren't able to give us a lease above 364 days. We took that to the planning and development, the zoning people, and they said that, that this is not sufficient. It needs to be a longer-term lease. I think 10 years was what they said would be the minimum, Ten didn't years, they? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so we looked into some other parking lots that were even farther away. Um, even this parking lot that's directly adjacent to us, <laughs> we, would, we would have been paying money every month and nobody was going to park there because street parking is ample. And... Um, but we were willing to do that. We were willing to even go farther away. And uh, we were even even open to um, buying property around us. And we uh, explored some options. But that's going to take three contiguous city lots to get the 18 parking spots in. It has to be up to code, landscaped, lighted, painted, setbacks and everything. One of the things I love about you, Pastor, is you really have details in your head. And I love the way you can recite them here. That's exactly correct. Um, so you tried all your options. We did. Then what? <clears throat> well, we had been, a at the beginning of contacting you guys, we were first alerted to this, this discrepancy in the Chicago zoning ordinance, uh, that has kind of been on your radar for years and waiting for the right, uh, the right time. So we'll talk about that, I guess. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, Coming up, we'll be talking further with uh, Pastor Carter from Emmanuel Baptist Church with regard to his lawsuit against the city. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker, and you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner at the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Pastor Nathan Carter from Emmanuel Baptist Church with regard to his journey into litigation with the city of Chicago. Pastor, uh, when we went on break, you were talking a little bit about what led finally to you uh, filing suit against the city of Chicago. And I do want to introduce this lawsuit. Um, I'm reading from the complaint directly in the introduction. It says, It is the church's hope that this be a friendly lawsuit serving to help the city cut through the morass, confusion, and contradictions of its zoning ordinance, plan unit development known as plan unit developments, administrative interpretations, and complex procedures. The church will explain how federal law can be used to solve Chicago's problem. So in, in light of that, you're, you're offering a friendly lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, churches don't often get involved in lawsuits. What brought you to the place of doing this? Well, yeah, it's, it's not something you want to do. We don't want to have an antagonistic relationship with our city. We want to be pro-city with the city to know that we're there to serve, serve them. You know, Jeremiah 29 is a big passage for me to seek the welfare of the city. And um, so... So that's why we tried, you guys kept quoting, you know, as, as much as depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So we're going to try to bend over backwards to accommodate this. Uh, but then at the end of the day, there, there, it was, we had this tough decision. Do we, you know, abort this process and start over? Or do we, does God really, I mean, does he want us to keep, you know, pushing, pushing ahead? And, um, and that's where we were alerted to the, the reality that the Chicago Zoning Ordinance has a, a line in there that clearly says that theaters with under 150 seats have no parking requirements. And there's, there's, a, there's another angle to it as well, that uh, cultural exhibits and l- libraries um, under 4,000 square feet have zero parking requirements. That and was so little, I take it you have less than 150 seats? We have a, a max capacity given by the City of Chicago Building Department for 146 persons, and we have 3,900 and some odd square feet. So if you were either of these others, if you were a library or you were a theater, yeah, um, no parking there'd be no parking requirements. The city sees that as, as uh, you know, you know there, there are, there's the Steppenwolf and there's the, the, the Oriental Theater and Cadillac Palace. These, these are big places and they need to they generate high traffic and that makes sense to have parking zoning. But the city also sees that there's lots of small theaters, black box theaters throughout the city that add to the vitality in life. They don't generate massive traffic snarls and they want them there and they've accommodated them. And we're just, we're saying, well, the city's also functions because of lots of these faith communities, you know, that uh, are smaller. They're not Moody Church or Park or the big ones that, um, but they're under 150 people and that's us and. And uh, why don't you make the same accommodation for us? And there's a federal law that says you, you, you have to treat religious assemblies on equal terms to secular assemblies. So that's so the, we challenge that. It's called RELUPA, correct? Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act. Yeah. And, and so you filed under this essentially with an equal protection claim. Yeah. Hey, look, you've got uh, theaters and you've got libraries and cultural centers that don't have these parking requirements you need to treat the churches in an equal way. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and so where are you in this lawsuit right now? So that was filed. We made that decision as a church. It was a hard decision over Christmas, New Year's. We got all the paperwork together and filed it in federal court on February. And even at that stage, we made it clear we're willing to settle. 
outside of court at our own expense. Um, you know, we, we don't want to fight. We're doing this to protect ourselves because if we tip our hand that we, you know, we might file this, then they could do some more draconian things. Um, but we gave them uh, ample opportunities to, to settle with us before we started the real legal dance. And, uh, and um, they asked for more, you know, more time to, for that offer. And we gave them more time a, a few um a few times we did that, and then eventually they denied our offer to settle, and, and then we said, okay, it's go time. I think that was around May, and that's when you guys started doing y- your really good work of the legal arguments and filing the briefs and asking the judge for um, an injunction or a s- summary motion or whatever those are, however you phrase Summary that. judgment. You're summary right. judgment. That's correct. And uh, that's been an interesting process for me. I've realized like, in another life I might enjoy being a lawyer. Well, uh, you'd be a good lawyer if you were, but I'm glad you'd be in a pastor. So don't, no, don't give it up. Um, and then so, so right now everything was on the, is on the judge's desk. The city had their final – they had the final word July 14th, and it's on the judge's desk. And we're waiting every minute um, you know, to, to see what he decides. If he decides in your favor, what happens? Then we close uh, as soon as possible. Our, our current lease and purchase agreement is running out. We're going to have to try to get an extension on that. Yes. Um, so we can pray for that. But uh, but our goal is to close and to 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 move into the next phase of uh, renovating the building. The building's a bit of an eyesore, and, and uh, it's, the owner's been wanting to get rid of it and hasn't put money into it. And we can't put money into it because we don't know we're going to own it. But uh, we have dreams. You, yes. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker. And if you're just tuning in, we are here with Pastor Nathan Carter from Emmanuel Baptist Church talking about the unlikely journey into litigation that his uh, church has had to make. Um, Pastor, are you doing this just for your church? No. Tell me what you're why, – why did you get involved in this? At, I mean, at first it was it's about our church vision, right? That's what led us there. But it's kind of exciting as we've – gotten further into it, we realized at this stage, this isn't just for us. This is for the kingdom. This is, this is for church planning throughout Chicago and perhaps even, you know, national precedent applying Relupa to parking, which I think is, is, has not as much written on it. So one way I illustrate this is there's um, a Spanish speaking congregation, small church uh, in our neighborhood that we have a partnership with and a friendship with. And I preached there two Sundays ago. They meet in an art gallery theater, right? So uh, this this place, you walk in off the street, there's an art gallery, and then you, you go through another door and you go into a black box theater with about capacity for 90 people. It's nice. And, and that, that venue has events happening all, all, all week. There's um, concerts and plays and comedy and, and art shows, and that's happening all week, and it has no parking lot. And that's perfectly fine. That adds to the vitality of the neighborhood, and the city does not have any problem with that. The zoning ordinance allows that. This ch- this church meets there on Sunday morning. When they do that, they're technically operating illegally because they're religious. Yes. And the city looks the other way. They're not cracking down on, on this, but they, they could if they, if they wanted to at some point. And if it ever gets in – if the church ever would try to buy that building, they would be up with the same you – know, the, the same, same problems, same problems we're having. So – 
it, it's my experience as an attorney in Chicago and doing a lot of zoning that this is a problem for many, many startup congregations. I've heard lots of stories. If you've yeah. already been established and, and uh, you don't have any parking, well, you're grandfathered in. But for those congregations, and there are many, mm-hmm. um, parking is a huge hurdle, yeah. um, whereas other non-religious, similar assembly-type uses um, are able to operate. And I, I would agree with you. I think this is a, a pioneer lawsuit. And I think it will be a great help to many of my other clients who are struggling with the same issues that you are struggling with. Tell me a little bit about what it was like for the church to make this decision. Um, <laughs> it's a test of leadership, and uh, it's been it's been I think it's been good for our church. We've been um, having had to have lots of conversations again, like why are, why are we doing this? Because it, it, it'd be easier if we could just we just went you know, farther west and we could probably find something cheaper. And, but no, you know, we're committed to this neighborhood. We want to be here. We want to be planted here long-term. Let's, let's not give up all the traction we've gained in the last 10 years here. Um, so lots of conversations about the church vision, lots of chances to love each other and work through some um, disagreements. But <clears throat> by and large, the vote was, you know, a super majority and, and the church has been uh, supportive and, We've been fasting together since July 14th every Saturday at lunch, and that's been really good and spiritual exercise for us. And we thought this was going to take about a couple weeks to get something. It's, we're coming up on six weeks. Why, God? Well, there's, we've been looking in the Bible at a lot of stuff about waiting and patience and endurance and perseverance, and that's, those are good spiritual lessons for our church. I'm always reminded of the temple when they returned to Jerusalem from Babylon and they had a green light, and they even had financing from the government mm-hmm. for the building of this temple. And yet it took years and years and years, and the issue was zoning, by the way. So <laughs> if, you, if you look up in Nehemiah and those, you'll <laughs> see uh, zoning has been r- around for a very, very long time, and opponents to the gospel have used zoning as a way of silencing it for many, many years. Mm. Uh, we appreciate you coming on today, Pastor Nathan. Thanks for how having can me. our listeners learn more about Emmanuel Baptist Church, and how can we support you in what you're doing? Uh, well, we have a website. What is that D- website? with an i i m m a n u e l hyphen baptist dot net. So Emmanuel Baptist dot net. You can find out more about us there. Uh, we just appreciate your prayers. It's been great to have widespread prayer support, and um, and. That's that's big. Tell me even more. When are your services? How do pe- if if somebody wanted to come join you, how would they do it? Yeah. Um, well, if you have a great church, stay there. If you move into the neighborhood or you got kids going to UIC, uh, we want to be the church for that neighborhood. So services at ten forty five a.m. Uh, on every Sunday morning, and uh, we have more stuff going on throughout the week. But uh, that's our our main gathering. We have appreciated greatly uh, what your courage, Thanks. and I hope all of our listeners understand it takes a lot of courage to take on the city of Chicago in a lawsuit. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker from the law firm of Malkin Baker. We've been talking with uh, Pastor Nathan Carter. Uh, if you want to know more about our law firm or if you're facing similar issues, uh, you can reach us at uh, 312-726-1243, and our website is malkbaker.com Thanks for being with us. Gonna have to save somebody Yes indeed 
You're gonna have to serve somebody 